This is How We See It, a look at issues that impact our faith and community. For the next few minutes, we'll explore topics with people who are making a difference in our world. On this edition of How We See It, we're going to take a look at a groundbreaking study conducted by DeSales Media in partnership with Vinia Research. It was recently conducted on Catholic Intentional Disciples here in the U.S. with the purpose of discovering unmet needs of Catholics serious about following Jesus. A key finding of the study was that one in five respondents are uncomfortable publicly talking about their faith. The study examined over 3,000 people who declared that their faith was, quote, central to their lives, end quote, but still overwhelmingly expressed a desire for more formation, particularly around evangelization. Today we're talking by telephone with Dave Plisky, who is the Director of Product and Innovation and Head of DeSales Tech, where he leads a software and service team focused on modernizing the church through electronic means. Dave helps DeSales use those contemporary gifts of the Holy Spirit that the Lord has given us to drive Catholics to put their faith into action. Good to talk with you, Dave. Thank you so much for having me, John. So tell me about this. What was the genesis of this study? Was there talk among the USCCB, or was it just something that your team said, hey, let's let's look at this a little closer? Well, let me give you some background. So we at DeSales, I come from a marketing background myself. You know, I worked for secular companies for a while. And so I think in terms of marketing stuff. So let me break down my kind of view of evangelization and discipleship to you. So in marketing, we think of a funnel, right, where people move through a funnel, meaning that you have a bunch of people who who never heard of your thing, and you have a few people at the bottom who actually are buying it. And you want to try to move them through that funnel. So the first thing you have to do is, is generate awareness. They have to know that your product or brand exists. Then they move down through consideration. They're starting to learn about it. Then they go to the purchase point, or what we call conversion, funnily enough. And then now they're a customer, but you don't want them just to be any kind of customer. You want them to be a loyal customer who makes repeat purchases, right? And ultimately, you want them to be so loyal that they become what we call a brand advocate, someone who is just so happy about the brand or product that they're going out and telling their friends all about it. This is like, I imagine, the Harley Davidson guy who's got the logo emblazoned on his bicep, right? Well, what does that sound like? It sounds to me a lot like a missionary disciple, an intentional disciple who's going out on mission and just cannot contain the joy they have for the gospel and want to tell other people about it. And that's who's bringing other people into the faith at the top of that funnel, raising awareness and and making the invitation to others. So if that's the case, then that that these intentional disciples are doing that frontline work, then we ask ourselves, well, what do they need? What do they need that they don't have? That was the genesis of this study. Okay. And so from that, you interviewed and studied over 3,000 Catholics who were active in their faith. Right. But many of them said, yeah, we would be open to talking about it, but are they able to make that next step, as you say? And uh, some interesting findings, weren't there? Yeah, there were. So like we said, these are heard for a while. I think it was first published by Matthew Kelly from Dynamic Catholic, who talked about the 7%, right? That typically you see 20% of people doing 80% of something. But in our case, we see 7% of Catholics in the pews doing 80% of the ministry and giving. And so, and I would say that intentional disciples are even a fewer percentage of that 7%. So you would expect these to be really gung-ho Catholics. And yet, only 82% are at least slightly comfortable talking about their faith with others. So to me, that's not high enough. And then when you talked about, like, so are they comfortable, but do they actually do it? Right. Well, only 52% are moderately or extremely proactive in sharing the faith. Right. There's some hope. 
76% responded that they are moderately or extremely interested in developing evangelization skills further. So I'm glad to see that three quarters of this audience is at least more than slightly interested in developing their evangelization skills. The top reasons that we heard of why there was this barrier to evangelization, if you will, are here are the top five reasons. Situational appropriateness, lack of confidence, lack of knowing how to start conversations, not wanting to offend other people, and lack of experience. Were those listed in order of uh, highest? Yes, from highest to lowest. Okay. I shouldn't say lowest because there's other reasons or even lower. Sure. One that jumps out at me, Dave, is people don't want to offend someone. And, And in today's culture, when you bring up certain topics, people not only maybe become offended, but it becomes argumentative. We've lost our way to communicate a little bit, so people just don't say anything. Yeah, I think we're raised sometimes to think that the two topics off the table are politics and religion. But if your faith is the center of who you are, and that's something that I think that we know we can say about these people because we asked them about that, that if that's the case, there really shouldn't be any holding back. And I'm not saying you've got to put it in people's face. That doesn't, that's not becoming. It's not going to work. But simply say you're having a meal with other people. Simply saying a prayer before the meal, something like that, like a a little bit of a witness can go a long way in opening the door to the conversation. Yeah, we at Spirit FM, being a radio station, we often picture coworkers around the water cooler. And oftentimes people say, hey, did you see this on TV or did you see that on TV? Or maybe did you hear this? I heard this show on Spirit FM or I heard this topic. That's a subtle way to evangelize. Right. Yeah. Right. And I think uh, your organization is studying some of that technology, some of the new things that have come along in the last, uh, they've been around for now 15 years, but we're just now really getting into the science of social media and how the church is trying to get on board with that. You know, there sometimes the church is a little late, but they're trying to do that as well. And that was some of your study. Yeah, we asked about technology in, in a couple different ways. One thing that was surprising to me, actually, was that people are just as likely, most people, almost all of these people, in fact, use both physical and digital means, kind of faith aids or worship or or prayer aids in their lives. I kind of thought it was going to be the case that some people prefer the Bible and prayer books and things like that, and some people prefer iBrievery or podcasts or things like that. But actually, only 7% use physical aids only, and just 6% use digital aids only. That was interesting. So there's a little bit of blend in both there. They use one complementary of the other. Yeah, people have a more integrated life than I expected in terms of what they use to augment their faith and spiritual lives. In addition to, in terms of technology, we learned about what are those top apps, or what I found even more interesting, these Catholics, these devout Catholics, break down very similar to the general population in terms of 25% uh, usually introduce others to new technology. About 49%, so almost exactly half, usually hear about new technology from others. And then 26%, the final quarter, don't really discuss new technology with others. And that's kind of what we see in general. That's basically a perfect bell curve uh, of the technology diffusion that we see. One of the things that I mentioned a moment ago was sitting around the water cooler. Word of mouth, as you know, as a marketing person, is the best endorsement you can really get, mm-hmm. especially from a trusted source. Is that how a lot of the social media apps you're talking about are spread? 
You know, that's a great question. If I was to answer that, it would be speculation because that's not something we asked about uh-huh. um, in terms of you know how they actually learn about it. But they did. We know that they are more interested in a reliable way to find out about nearby upcoming masses, confessions, so basically the sacraments, than anything else that we asked about. But in terms of how they find out about it, it's a good question. Something I'd like to know. How come people today don't know how to evangelize? What do you think? I mean, and again, this may be a speculation some people grew up in the church, they were baptized as infants, and they call themselves Catholic, but they don't know how to evangelize versus yeah. maybe some of our Protestant brothers and sisters. Right. I think there's two things going on, and I don't want to be negative to our brothers and brothers and sisters at all. I think there's a lot of great stuff happening there. Sure. But I do think certain denominations almost prepare their constituents for battle almost, a apologetics battle you know, mm-hmm. of the minds of what's right and what's wrong. And we Catholics tend to focus, and maybe there's just more doctrine to learn, but we just tend to focus on our own thing and not preparing for We more talk about why we feel like this is the truth rather than why others might be wrong about what they believe. I think that's part of it. I think the other part of it, and I can test this in my own life, we tend to focus on sacraments and sacramentalizing our youth so much so that we actually end up not evangelizing them. So if you aren't evangelized yourself, or you aren't until a much later time, you may not know how to do it. <laughs> you haven't seen it in action. My faith story, you know, as a cradle Catholic, I thought, oh, we go to church on Sundays. I'm super Catholic. Uh, no, <laughs> that right. was not the case. But I didn't know. I didn't know any better. You know, as a child, you just, you know, whatever you're exposed to. And it wasn't really until college that I realized, man, there's so much more to the community, to learning about the Bible itself. And then as my faith kind of grew, I started to encounter people who were able to model true discipleship. And that was really evangelizing for me. And it's like, oh, okay. So if I can put a message out, if you feel like you identify with this, you, know, you are in this advanced stage of discipleship. I'm not, you know, and I know we, we want to be humble, but acknowledge what's true about yourself too, right? But if, if you find yourself a true disciple of Jesus Christ, then be sure and model it. Do not be afraid, as Pope John Paul II once said. Model this for others, because that's what people really honestly need in order to not just have the confidence to move ahead in their own, uh, you know, deeper in their own discipleship, but also to realize, okay, that this is what evangelization looks like. Were there any surprises from the study? I mean, you asked some questions. You probably went in like any surveyor, I would guess. You probably had some ideas how you thought people would answer, but were there any that just, man, jumped off the page? I can't believe what the respondents said. Yeah, here are a couple that I was surprised about. Nearly half have never received spiritual direction, and more than half do not go on retreat. They do not make retreats. I was surprised at both of those. That they were so great? or No, that they were lower. Again, if these Catholics aren't doing this kind of stuff, you can bet that most other Catholics are not at all, right? This is the most gung-ho of us. Yeah. And by the way, in terms of spiritual direction, another 33% have received it in the past but are not currently receiving it. So that means mm-hmm. only a fifth of respondents are currently receiving spiritual direction. That's very low. By the way, I heard about this, and I'm sorry, I can't give a source because it was just in conversation. I haven't seen the article yet. Sure. But I heard about a diocese who started offering spiritual direction to confirmation students. So as they entered confirmation class, they were given a spiritual director if they wanted one, and all of them did. All of them accepted. And nearly all of them uh, thereafter stayed active in their faith, continued to receive the sacraments, going to Mass through high school and college, which, as we know, is the key time for you know people to be leaving and 
and dissociating with the faith. Right. So a very important aspect to have someone journeying with you, accompanying you in your spiritual development. Yeah. Yeah. It seems to me that I hate to say it so crassly, but we take our classes for our sacraments. We punch our ticket and it's over and I check the box off and I move on to my next journey in faith. And while I was taught some of it, I think you're right. You do need some of that direction to help you grow a little bit deeper in your understanding, as you did when you said you went into college and you you were doing the right things. You just didn't understand maybe why you were doing them until you got older. Right, exactly. Yeah. And those of us who are blessed to meet someone who, you know, you know, every once in a while, I mean, maybe this isn't as common as I would like to believe, but every once in a while you meet someone in your life, either who becomes a close friend or, or just that one conversation, and you're like, man... This person is probably a saint. <laughs> yeah. That is so impactful. You yeah. Know? And why is that? Because it leads us to grow in that desire to meet the Lord ourselves. And the type of silence and solitude that you experience on retreat, so I'm leading into the other thing I was talking about on retreat, mm-hmm. you know, that's what that's made for. So we heard from these respondents that only 56% have no level of strength in going on retreat. I interpret that as I don't go on retreat. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's over half, not going on retreat. And yet 30% ha- admit to a high need for growth in going on retreat. So this gives me hope <laughs> that we can recognize our weaknesses, right? And only when we recognize them, we can fix them. As you say that, I'm thinking of three things, and two of the things are something my dad and another friend mentioned to me that we need in life, and they're all involving fixing things. It's always good to have a friend who's a trusted mechanic, a good handyman that can fix things around the house, and someone that can fix your spirituality by having a good trusted spiritual director, something that you're talking about in this study that very few of us actually have. In the minute that we have left here, Dave, where can people find more about this report? Because we just hit the surface of this. Yeah, yeah. No, I would love for people to download it. It's totally free on our website. So it's desalesmedia.org slash discipleship. That's D-E-S-A-L-E-S, like St. Francis de Sales. Right. Media.org slash discipleship. Also on our website, you can find a form to fill out where if you want to get in touch with us, I'd love to hear from people. So if someone wants to get in touch, they can get in touch with us that way. And I'd love to continue the conversation. Yep. I'd love to be able to do more of this kind of conversation because we're just scratching the surface Uh, Dave Pilsky, thank you for your time today. And again, visit that DeSales Media website and find out uh, much more about how you can grow in your faith with the tools that they have. Dave Pilsky, the Director of Product and Innovation at DeSales Tech, has been our guest today, and that's how we see it. You're listening to How We See It, a look at issues and ministries that are having an impact in our community and world. If you missed any of today's program, you'll find a copy on Spirit FM's SoundCloud page. There's a link to it at myspiritfm.com. Now, back to our program.